Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break that. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate that. I still see sunshine in my. Shikra, the Hulk, the Kraken, the Mummy. Those are all roller coasters that I absolutely hate. Now, listen, I always have to get this point out there. It's not because I'm scared of roller coasters. I'm certainly not. It's just your boy doesn't really like the feeling of the drops and the butterflies in the stomach and all that. But there is one roller coaster that I absolutely love, and that is the NBA season. Listen, I know it is a giant cliche, but the NBA is a long 82-game season full of ups and downs. And although it is a cliche, it still very much rings true. And because of that, you can never get too high or too low, especially after Game 2 Heat Nation, or else you're going to wear yourself out. Come on, I've been watching sports long enough to know that even after that 0-2 start, the Heat could still turn it around. All right, we're talking two games. Even Spolstra said when people were talking about Lowry, he said, what happened? People were freaking out? There's some kind of outrage? Now, that being said, I was still very frustrated. And, uh, over these last two games, there were some things I liked and some things I didn't like. <clears throat> Kyle Lowry. I don't know why I coughed and then very clearly said his name, Kyle Lowry. But we'll, we'll get into him later and kind of what frustrated me about him. But before we get that, or before we get into that, what's going on, Heat Nation? Welcome back. Or if this is your first time, then welcome as well to the Believe in Miami Heat podcast hosted by me, Anthony DiNardo, and brought to you by the Believe Network. I believe this is my fifth episode uh, hosting this show. So thank y'all for tuning in. We're going to try to keep this a short episode just to talk about the last two games because I think it's a, an important example of how you can't judge an NBA season game by game. You kind of just got to take things as they go and understand that it is a roller coaster, like I was saying uh, at the beginning of this episode. So we all know the Heat lost to the Chicago Bulls in opening night. I already had the last podcast episode talking about that. And then they go into game two versus the Boston Celtics, a game that I did not expect the Heat to lose. One, because you expected them to bounce back after a loss on opening night. And two, because Boston just beat them on game seven in their home floor of the playoffs. Not only that, Boston beat us three games at home in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm looking at it saying, no way Boston beats us four straight games in Miami. But sure enough, they came in here, the Heat did not play very well. And that's exactly what happened, unfortunately. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. I was angered. I was not happy with Kyle Lowry's performance, although he had 17 points. And the thing that frustrated me most about that, as far as an, uh, you know, a long-term outlook, even though it was only game two, is I start looking at this roster and I say, Duncan Robinson played 10 minutes in game one, six minutes in game two. He's going to pay $18 million. Kyle Lowry was god-awful in game one. Not that much better in game two either. He shot 4-13, which is not good enough. Did have six assists, zero turnovers, which that is kind of what I'd like to see from Kyle Lowry more times than not. But when I was looking at this roster, I said between Duncan and Kyle Lowry, you got nearly $40 million. One for a guy in Lowry who I don't think is very good anymore, and one for a guy in Duncan Robinson who's not even going to be in the rotation when Victor Oladipo comes back. If Vic comes back, it's still concerning how he's yet to play a game, but I don't want to speculate on injuries, so hopefully everything's good with him, and we'll see what happens uh, going forward. But when I was looking at this roster, I didn't expect those two things to change. Going into the season, I thought Kyle Lowry would have a bounce back. We all know he struggled severely in the playoffs last season, but he said he was going to get in shape. I know he'd play with a chip on his shoulder, and he certainly does have that dog mentality. I thought he would be better. 
Well, so far through two games this season, he looked exactly like he did in the playoffs last year. And I started to accept the reality that a 37-year-old player is not going to get better. And Duncan Robinson, same thing. I just don't think there's a spot carved out for him in the rotation. That's something we talked about in previous episodes. If you look at the bench, you already got guys like Gabe and Struess, who I think are locks to play. You're either going to need Deadman or Yurtsevin, and then you also got like Nikola Jovic, who's yet to play. You got Hayward Highsmith. You got Victor Oladipo, who's obviously locked when healthy. So I didn't see the room for Duncan Robinson, and we've seen thus far there's guys injured. Yurtsevin's out, Oladipo's out, and Duncan Robinson still can't get over 10 minutes a night. So that being said, I saw these two guys on the roster who are getting paid $40 million combined who are very little contributors to this team. When I look at that, I say there is no way you can win an NBA championship or even compete if you have that kind of dead salary cap space on your roster. Now, that was after the game versus Boston. And I, I still acknowledge as my phone goes off with fantasy football updates. And finally, Keenan Allen is back because my fantasy team is struggling. I took that boy in the third round and he hasn't played since like week two. Anyways, back to uh, uh, basketball. Even though I'm recording this on Sunday, Dolphins have a huge game versus Steelers tonight. I bet all the overs on the Dolphins because uh, Tua Tungvaloa is going to come out and he's going to show Brian Flores that he is him. Even though I do like Brian Flores too, but... Let's get back into the NBA talk because the Miami Heat did bounce back versus the Toronto Raptors and Kyle Lowry had a very, very solid game. I'll go ahead and pull up the stats here while I'm talking, but I know he shot more efficient than he did the night before. Uh, I know he did his thing with the assist and the defense as I'm doing a terrible job stalling while I pull up the box score because the new app, the updates to the NBA app sucks, by the way. I don't know if anyone else has had trouble with it, but he has 17 points, six assists, and this time he did shoot five of 11, uh, so really, really good efficiency from Lowry. That was encouraging because it showed me that, okay, maybe Lowry just did still have to knock off some rust, and maybe he can have a productive regular season. So it was a little encouraging to see there. Now, in the second game, we saw a lot of things that we liked. Jimmy Butler did his thing. He played very well. Tyler Hero had a, a strong game in the first half. Um, like I said, Lowry was good. I guess Vincent was good. Struess had another 20-point game, so he's off to a very strong start to the season. So in the in the game versus Boston, I guess there wasn't too much good in, in that game, obviously. They, uh, well, I guess Boston turned it over a lot more than us, which is a good thing because the Heat had turnover problems last year, but they still lost the game. Uh, I'm pulling up the box score here. Uh, Hero, that's right. Hero was good that game. And Bam, I suppose, was a little better. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Now, the issue with me, though, still, is, is or we'll get through some of the issues through these first two games, is Bam out of Bio's aggressiveness. I'm not going to talk about this a lot because it's something I've said every episode. He only took 11 shots in that game versus Boston, and I think he only took six in the game versus Toronto. That's not enough for me. I'm going to say it every episode, or maybe I won't say it. Maybe I'll give up at some point. But it's not enough for me, especially when he's getting very minimal, close to none free throw attempts. It's just not good enough. And it's annoying because we've already seen three games in the aggressiveness that he said he was going to have, you know, the the flat out scoring, the shooting that he said he was going to do and provide. He doesn't do it. And I've seen absolutely zero improvement in his offensive game through through three games. Still early in the season. I just want to make that note because I don't want to come across as some hater who who doesn't realize it's early in the season. I can't stand people like that. I acknowledge it's game three, the heater one and two, whatever. Just pointing out things that I've seen so far. We talked about Tyler Hero and how Tyler Hero has had a really good start to the season. 
But so far through three games, he's had a really great first half, kind of disappeared in the second half. That's concerning uh, just because in the playoffs last year, he struggled when the games got tight, and that's kind of what you see late in games too. But overall, I'm not concerned because Tyler Hero has showed us in his regular season career so far that he's a big time fourth quarter player. When they need a bucket, they'll give him the ball. And I remember Tyler's time. Tyler's time was huge for the Heat, and that was always in those fourth quarters. Problem is, though, a lot of times the Heat look lost without him out there because he's really the only three-level scorer out there. So the Miami Heat very clearly need him, uh, and his passing has been pretty decent too. Uh, so I just want to point out how invaluable Tyler Hero is to this team. So a couple of other things, Boston Celtics game, Jalen Brown uh, and Jason Tatum absolutely torched us. I'm actually not a big Jason Tatum guy. I actually think that Brown is their best player, and he always seems to kill the Heat. Uh, but it's okay. He'd only got to deal with Jalen Brown for a couple more years until we go ahead and sign him. And then he's on this roster next to Bam and they'll go win another ring. But that's in the future. Let's not talk about the future. There's really not much else I want to talk about with the Boston game. I don't believe so. At least let me go ahead and check this out. Boston's off to a strong start. They are 3-0. Like I said, Tatum was killing it. Uh, I certainly don't like how Bam Adebayo would get the ball on Al Horford, another guy who's 36 years old and doesn't want to attack him. Now, Al Horford is a great defender, but athletically, he can just not keep up with a guy like Bam Adebayo. So when you see guys attack Kyle Lowry because he's slow at his older age, I just wish the Heat would do the same to other teams, and they don't seem to attack those mismatches, and that's specifically because of Bam Adebayo. Another thing that's frustrating about Bam, but I will try to not get on him too much because it's the same old story, and quite frankly, it's tiring. So moving on on to that game Saturday, which was the game versus the Toronto Raptors, some other things that I want to mention is let's see pascal siakam had another great night i was concerned because he dropped 37 the night before and now he was going to be guarded by caleb martin who again through three games we can tell i'm pretty sure everybody's in agreement which is rare for heat fans to agree but i'm pretty sure everybody's in agreement that caleb martin cannot be the starting four on a championship team he just can't be he's too small we've seen him get out rebounded a lot the offense has been okay, and sometimes it's nice to have an athletic guy out there. He hasn't shot the ball great, but I still know he's capable of it. Like I've been saying, his form looks better too, but that is not the long-term goal for this team. It'll work for the time being, but certainly by trade deadline, I expect there to be someone else in that starting four spot. Caleb Martin is a very good player in spurts off the bench for energy and defense to kind of turn up the intensity when you go to the bench unit so you don't really lose any of that you know, intensity. He's not a starting four. I think we all agree on that so far. And that's something that I don't think I'm overreacting to as I don't expect that to change going forward because he's 6'4". There's only so much that you can do. It it, it really is. It's not on Caleb Martin. It's really just on this team for not being able to put anybody else out there. But for now, like I said, I expect there to be moves to be made. And we'll start talking that a few months from now when we get to the trade deadline. Caleb Martin did make some news in that second game versus Toronto because whoever that was that he got into that little scuffle with, I would talk more on that. I honestly don't know why either guy was mad. Seemed to just be a little contact on that specific play before Caleb kind of drove him into the stands. Uh, but I'm guessing when you when you see things like that, I assume there's a lot of buildup the whole game and a lot of chippiness that led to that point. And it just kind of boiled over for Caleb Martin there. Now, he got ejected, obviously, because he threw him into the stands. I think because he threw him into the stands, he's going to get suspended. We haven't heard any news yet at the time of this recording, which is 3.40 on Sunday. 
the only reason he might not is because it was actually happened to be an empty row where Caleb threw him, so it didn't actually hit any fans. But uh, still might, uh, still might get suspended, which means that maybe we get some Nikola Jovic minutes, something that all the Heat Nation is really, really excited about because we've yet to see him hit the floor. Now, I don't think he's ready uh, to play full-time minutes, but you know, I want to see him get some spot minutes and I want to see what he can do. We're probably going to end up seeing Hayward Highsmith starting, though, if, if Martin does miss minutes, but we'll see. We haven't heard anything on Martin yet, so he'll probably play in. And Jovic will get his time. It's only game three, so I'm not going to get too mad or annoyed at Spo yet for not giving the kids some run because that, that really is the right decision. He's still very young. I saw that even Udonis Haslam was calling him 730 because apparently Jovic looks like he doesn't know what he's doing until game time at 730. And Spolster plays guys based off how they perform in practice. So obviously, if Jovic is not performing well in practice, he, he's not going to get any run in the game either. Uh, but what else do we got about that game? Uh, I didn't really write too many notes just because it wasn't really too much. Uh, it was nice to see that he come off to a strong start and, and you could see Jimmy Butler put his set down and say, I'm not letting this team go 0-3. They went all the way up to 20. And then here's something else, I guess. They had another third quarter. So they're now three for three on third quarters. But I'm not so much mad at that because in the NBA, nine times out of 10, when a team is up 10 to 15 to 20, the other team will always go on a run. Shout out to Tony Fiorentino. He always used to say, or he always used to say the home team goes on a run, uh, but really any team will. Just with the uh, the value of the three-point shot nowadays, you will see teams go on runs. And that's exactly what happened in the Toronto game. They got hot. They came back. Now, they never really got it closer than seven, which is what I like. Until the end of the game, Tyler had a turnover that trapped them, and I think it actually got to as close as four, and then obviously the Heat only ended up winning that game by three. But still, it's not like they gave up the full lead to Toronto. They still kept it to seven, which is a little cushion, and they were able to get some relief buckets from Gabe Vincent and Jimmy. Uh, uh, and yeah, so not super mad at that. That's the NBA. The only concern is that was obviously a pattern last year where the Heat actually did blow these big leads and did end up losing a lot of the games. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if that pattern continues this year. I certainly hope it doesn't. I certainly don't expect that it will. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what, what happens there. Uh, but it's the NBA. A lot of Heat Nation I know was mad on Twitter that they gave up. They gave up. They were up 20 and then ended up having to fight it out. But that's just the reality of the NBA at this point. Not sure if there's anything else I want to talk about here. I just kind of want to come on and pod because I know a lot of Heat Nation was freaking out after that game versus Boston. But I'll figure I'll give it another game. I'm pretty sure the Heat are going to win, which they did. I said they're not going to go 0-3. And then I just kind of wanted to talk about the importance of it being a long NBA season. So I was hoping to get a pod out here just to tell everybody to relax, get everybody to calm down, and let's enjoy this season, man. And uh, I definitely lost some hope, like I was saying, because of the Lowry and, uh, and Duncan factor. But... Uh, they bounced back. I mean, Duncan's made his shots, but he's still going to be out of the rotation come for the next game. But uh, yeah, it's uh, they play uh, Monday. They play Monday again versus the Toronto Raptors. I don't know how I feel about what the NBA is doing with this whole like baseball style series thing, uh, where basically, essentially, you'll play a team two or three times in, a, in you know back to back to back, not on back to back days necessarily, but just in a series, kind of like how baseball does it. I know the purpose they did that is to limit travel. Uh, I guess maybe because of a COVID thing, if they want to limit the spread of COVID, they can kind of keep teams confined in one city. The only reason I'm not sure how I feel about it is just because it's going to be hard to harder to win games, I think. For example, Miami just beat Toronto last night. 
I'd find it very hard for them to beat Toronto again, even though it's a home game, just because it's hard to beat a team twice, two games in a row, like back-to-back like that. And I think if they were more spread out, Miami would have a better chance to kind of win those home games. But since it's back-to-back, it's hard for a team to win both. Uh, So... We'll see how it goes. It's definitely something interesting. Maybe it'll lead to some more interesting rivalries. Like we saw things get heated in this first game against Toronto. So maybe if those guys, Caleb and whoever that bum is, uh, I shouldn't call him a bum. I'm literally sitting here talking for 16 minutes, literally to myself in my bedroom. Uh, and I call myself a hooper. That dude on the, the Raptors, I'm trying to find out his name here. Uh, but that dude on the Raptors getting paid millions to play ball and I'm sitting there. So I shouldn't call him a bum. Was it, uh, it was Coloco. I never heard of Coloco. I know like 90% of the dudes in NBA, Christian Coloco, I don't know. Kind of sounds like Bruno Cabolico. They used to have him, but it's not him. That's a little, shout out to Bruno Cabolico. If anybody knows him, uh, hopefully got a little kick out of that throwback name there. But yeah, like I said, that's all I wanted to talk about to get a quick pot out, talk about these last two games, just to tell everybody relax. Not too much to talk about earlier in the season, so I know I'm just kind of rambling here, but as the season goes on, we'll be able to see some more trends and patterns, and I'll be able to give a full, full opinion. I'm kind of hesitant to do that now because, like I said, it's early in the season. Don't really feel like you have enough material yet for me to establish a solid, solid firm opinion. So Monday, 7.30, he played Toronto Raptors again. I will go ahead and give another score prediction here. Let's say, wow, I see. I said earlier that the Miami Heat would lose. But I cannot pick them to lose in my prediction. So let's say Bam gets aggressive. Tyler plays the full game. Jimmy Butler gets 20 free throw attempts and Lowry shoots efficiently from three. Let's say they drop 117 points and Toronto scores 111. He win 117, 111. That's my prediction for next game versus Toronto. That's a terrible bet. That's probably why I'm losing all my money on the app that rhymes with Bryce Bricks. I'm not going to say their full name because they do not sponsor me. So there no free promos around here. Y'all know I'm saying that. Uh, but I did actually win some money from them yesterday because I had the Tyler over and the Van Vliet under just to show that I put some faith in my team. Uh, and it paid out for me. So obviously, I don't put that much money down. I ain't a big baller yet. But it, uh, if y'all want to help me be a, big, be a big baller, feel free to share this podcast so we can get those downloads up, baby. Uh, but yeah, only if you enjoyed, because I don't want no pity shares, no pity likes. Uh, I am recording this pod, but I'm probably like video, probably not going to put this one on my YouTube though, because it's literally been 18 minutes of rambling. And if you got to this part of the podcast, I should have ended it like five minutes ago. So if you got to this point, then shout out to you. Uh, I, I really appreciate that you enjoy listening to this nonsense for whatever reason, man. But I just like talking heat basketball. I just like throwing ideas out there and talking until something comes out. But anyways, if you liked, leave a like, leave five stars. If not, tweet me on Twitter at AnthonyD underscore Heat and tell me why you did not like this podcast. We'll have better ones in the future when there's actually stuff to talk about. But until then, I'll see y'all next pod whenever that may be. Peace out. It's part of fraud with a blindfold. You can feel that too, maybe I know. On a different plane, different time zone. Step around, no attention check. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.